Welcome to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. We are on a mission to equip people throughout the diocese to be missionary disciples. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Abigail Patonis, and this um, is being recorded at the Focus Seek 2023 conference here in St. Louis, Missouri. And I have a very special guest with me. Um, the most special. The most special. His name is Mark Pirro. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Mark, to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I've known Mark for since before COVID. Yes. <laughs> Literally before right COVID. Before COVID. Um, so how I met Mark is we went to uh, Jamaica on a mission trip with Franciscan University of Steubenville. And he's just a super awesome guy, down for the gospel. And now... Now you work for Vagabond Missions, so yes. do you want to tell us a little bit about just your story? Um, how did you get to Vagabond, and then we can go into what Vagabond does. Yes, yeah, so th- I got involved in Vagabond because our founder, Bob Lesnevsky, was actually my youth minister when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And so kind of when I had my conversion, I felt like the Lord very clearly said to me he wanted me to live a life that was radical and different from <clears throat> like my friends and my family and everyone I knew. And so when uh, Bob had the idea for Vagabond, he gathered a a group of guys from our youth group together. And and like when he started the conversation, he said, I have this radical idea. And like immediately my ears like perked up and I was like, okay. And he kind of shared the vision and I was, and I was like, okay, sign me up. When, like, when do we start? Yeah. Um, So it took, it took a few years, um, but then to like get the nonprofit established and all all that boring stuff, but then I was the first Vagabond missionary. I was a missionary for, for 10 years, wow. and I stepped away for a couple of years. That's when I was working at Franciscan when yeah. we went on that mission trip, and I came back four years ago to be the director of recruitment. And so um, what Vagabond does is we're in, um, an inner city youth ministry program, and our big focus is going out and meeting high school students where they're at. Just, I mean, it's not rocket science. It's not anything like... That crazy. <laughs> You're not reinventing the wheel yeah. of youth ministry. I, honestly, yeah, we're just like we're thinking. Well, like if God Himself was going to come to Earth and do ministry, how would we do it? Mm. And hey, newsflash: God did come to Earth, and, yeah, and, and He did it. <laughs> he Jesus did went ministry. and did just that. He yeah. we didn't wait for people to come to Him. He wasn't like walking around the streets handing out flyers promoting <laughs> His latest and greatest TED Talk or the Sermon on the <laughs> Mount. Like Jesus went to where people were. Mm. He built relationships with them. Yeah. He invested in their lives. And through that transformation happened. So that is our primary focus is going out and meeting teens who live in inner city and urban areas where they're at on their turf, on their terms, whether that's the public high schools, the parks, the rec centers, the basketball courts, the street corners. Like we go to them in order to build those relationships, invest in their lives, hopefully earn the right to be heard and then share the gospel. And for most, if not all the teens we serve, you know, they're hearing the gospel for the very first time. They come from... You know, so we're in areas of poverty. Yeah, I was just so. about to ask, like, what? It, so it started in Steubenville. Started in Steubenville. Um, which is historically, I think, right now, a very impoverished area. Yeah, we, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, that's why, like, we say inner city and urban yeah. areas. Because, like, yep. Steubenville's got a population of, like, 17,000. It's yep. not what yeah. you would typically think of inner city. But it is, it's just, like, it's a run-down, depressed, yeah. old steel in coal town yeah so it started uh, in steubenville mm-hmm. um and you guys have kind of expanded and like blown up in a way yeah, to in the last other few years, states we, yeah so we have 
Uh, now we have 10 sites across eight cities. Wow. So our, our national headquarters is in Pittsburgh. We're okay. in four different areas of Pittsburgh. Okay. We're in Steubenville. We're in Indianapolis. Awesome. We just, uh, we're in three cities in our, not cities, three different neighborhoods in Wichita, Kansas, okay. Oklahoma City, uh, Mobile, Alabama, Greenville, North Carolina, and Philadelphia. Wow, Derek. So yeah, we've we've definitely seen some some significant growth over the over the last three or four years. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. What is your like favorite part? I love inner city ministry. There's just like this like rawness to it mm -hmm. that just like captures my heart and just like my so my friends in high school did vagabond and I would I would go to some things and something that always intrigued me was like the people that help out with Vagabond and the Vagabond missionaries, like, they they fight hard for these kids. They mm -hmm. they love these kids so much yeah. that they, like, they will do anything, even if it's just simply picking them up from a party or picking them up from, you know, driving them home from youth group, I know, right. was a big thing that Franciscan did um, and Franciscan students did. Um, but, yeah, what's your, like, favorite part about ministering to these kids? I mean, my favorite part is that just, I would say, just living life with with the kids yeah. and inviting them into to your life it's pretty i mean it's a pretty simple thing it's yeah like, like i just get to live my life and so we have drop-in centers at each one of our sites and it's it's a safe place for kids to come after school yeah it's open a few days a week but we have things like video games and board games card games pool yeah. tables and that's it's just a place you can invite kids into it's, it really becomes a home for a lot of them, and it's just a place where they can be themselves. They can hang out. They can have fun. They can be a kid. Yeah. And there'd be times where, like, you know, you just be, I'd just be playing video games with a couple guys, like, you know, because guys don't like necessarily want to sit down and <laughs> have a chat over like yeah, a cup of have coffee. Yeah. An intentional conversation. But like, you can have a conversation. Yeah. While you're playing video games, and yeah. not have to like look one another in the eye, but like just having fun, talking about life. And I'd have to like, there'd be so many times, where, like, am I like? this is my job like I'm getting paid no, to like, literally <laughs> play video games in yeah. high school. but like <laughs> it sounds like so silly or something so simple but it really has like a profound impact on on the teens not that we're playing video games but like in the midst of playing video games it's where you're like I can ask questions about yeah how they're, like about their life or how their day was or you know what's going on at home and unfortunately like a lot of times I was the only person in their life that like were asked that was asking those questions yeah. that cared um and so like it just goes to show it's like you can do some pretty simple things and they can have a big impact yeah definitely i remember um there was one one girl that my friends were kind of discipling just like had been walking with her for a long time and she actually moved to columbus and she like texted me and was like hey oh, like so cool. i remember you from steubenville like let's go get ice cream and it was like I felt so honored that like she invited me into this part of her life, even though I'm not a missionary for Vagabond. I don't go to Steubenville anymore, but she knew that I was from Columbus and she trusted me enough because she trusted these two other people mm -hmm. that I've walked with and that yeah. she was able to walk with. And it was so cool. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I just like felt so honored. And I, I love what Vagabond does. Yeah. And that's just, so like, beautiful. That's yeah. cool that, that, that she did that and that you yeah. got that opportunity it was it was i yeah i i still just like feel very honored <laughs> by that i'm just like wow like you trusted me so much because of the trust that 
you know, these vagabond missionaries have built with you of like, mm -hmm. now, now you are able to let people into your life and, uh, yeah, cause yeah. I was, I was gonna say that is that that's like a, it is a high praise and an honor that she trusts you cause they do have, you know, it's, they have so many people already in their lives that are just in and out. So yeah. it does take some time to build that trust, to build that relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's just the teens that we serve, you know, come from just backgrounds of you know, poverty and of broken homes and addiction and neglect, abuse, all that. Yeah. So it's like the, yeah, the fact that she did trust you, it, um, it's really cool. And that is like, you should, you should, you should feel I know yeah honored. I'm so I'm still so honored um so what does like being a vagabond missionary like look like like what is like a dated I know that their schedules are so different all the time yeah so um, for me as a person who's not very disciplined or structured <laughs> or organized that that's one thing I love about vagabond is like no two days will necessarily look the same yeah like we obviously try to have a schedule and some structure but yeah. like the because the lives of the teens that we serve are can be so like chaotic or just uncertain yeah um, you have to be like Jesus was like you have to be interruptible mm. and so yeah we have um, a, a routine of, of prayer and you know daily mass and daily holy hour and and team meetings and, and things like that before like in the mornings before you know because while the kids are at school or like in the summer no no teenagers getting up before like noon or one yeah. o'clock anyway so that's when you, like we're we're doing things like community things of, of prayer and and getting all the preparations done but then um depending on the day of the week you you could go you know we'll go out into the neighborhoods a couple days a week for yeah. a, a few hours at a time to just go out and to, to be seen to pray over the mm -hmm. city to to meet new kids yeah. we're always trying like we want to meet as many kids as we can we want to share the gospel with many teens as, as we can um so that that's one of the things that's like we call that contact work where we're going out and just trying to make contact with yeah with new teens um you know during the day like after school like i said sometimes the underground our drop-in center is yeah. open so that's a great time for missionaries to just continue to invest in and cultivate relationships with kids that they already know like you know like you like i said earlier like you could sit down and play video games or you know have a cup of coffee with a kid yeah. and just kind of talk about what's going on in their lives or then doing doing relational ministry where you you know um if the underground isn't open but just meeting up with kids and like going and taking them out for an ice cream cone or for yeah. you know to mcdonald's uh we have programming a, a couple nights a week yeah. at, at our underground so one night a week we do a program we call uh breakout and yeah, so we pick the kids up, we share a meal together, we'll do a couple icebreaker games. Uh, usually, like when I was a missionary, uh, the, those games would tend to be a little crazy, they tend to get a little messy. Classic. Um, just because that's how I roll. Hey, yeah. Um, but then after that, someone will share, one of the missionaries or one of the volunteers will share a very simple, basic, short, five, ten minute gospel message. Yeah. And then we pray with the kids and, and we take them home. And so. My goal every time. So like time, a typical like youth ministry. Yeah, it's, it's night, like almost. your typical. Okay. A, a, absolutely. Yeah. My my goal always was like I want every kid leaving that night, like when they left, I want them to say, hey, this was hands down the best night in my entire week. So it's high yeah. energy, a lot of fun. We get the opportunity to share the gospel with them, and we get the opportunity to like pray with them yeah. and, and for them. And that night is really specifically designed 
to reach the masses. Anyone and everyone is welcome at a breakout. So from the furthest teenager out who's maybe never heard of Jesus, never yeah. heard the gospel, all the way to that kid, you know, that's at everything and is attached yeah. to your hip. Um, but then another night of the week, we'll do like a Bible study or okay. like worship night. Yeah. And the, the format is, is very similar. Again, we pick the kids up, we share a meal together. We might do an icebreaker or two, probably not as crazy or as messy, um, but still something to get the kids engaged. And then we move into a time of worship. And then after that, it really depends on just where we're at in, in ministry. But we'll do things like open up the scriptures, take a deeper dive into the yeah. scriptures. Or we might be making our way through some kind of spiritual reading. Or just break into small groups and discuss different topics that are pertinent to the lives yeah. of the teens we serve. And that night is specifically designed for the kids who, like, they want to go deeper in their yeah. faith. So we're intentionally, like, not inviting anyone and everyone to that. That's really, yeah. like... Maybe a kid has been coming to breakouts for a while. Mm -hmm. They like what they hear. Or God's been stirring something in their heart. or They yeah. want to dive deeper. Like that night is designed uh, for them. Um, we take kids to mass on Sunday. Okay. And that's typically followed by like a family from the community. I know like at least in Steubenville where I am, like um, a family from the community hosts us for brunch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we do our own um RCIA program. Okay. We call it Jesus class. Yes. Just I love that. I <laughs> love that so much. That's what that's what it is. I think. Yeah. I think right to right to Christian initiation. It's beautiful, but Jesus I, class sounds way cooler. Oh yeah, I want to go to Jesus class. RCIA sounds boring <laughs> compared to Jesus class. But I I assure you, it it, it is nothing different than <laughs> like what they would receive if they were doing RCIA at yeah. a parish. We obviously tailor the presentation to yeah. you know to our audience, but. You know, we get everything. We, we've had it, like, checked and approved. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, and then also all of our missionaries have a small group of kids that they're discipling. Okay. Where awesome. they're, you know, uh, anywhere from one to three kids. And that means, like, they're in contact with them every day. Yeah. They're meeting them in person at least once a week. And in that time of being in person, they're just slowly, intentionally walking through with them. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Well, I love that. Pop off Vagabond Missions. Um, where can like someone from the Diocese of Columbus find more information about You can go on vagabondmissions.com. Vagabondmissions. Uh, you can email me at mark at vagabondmissions.com. Perfect. You can call me on my cell phone. Oh my gosh. 518-522-9792. Wow. I'd be happy to talk <laughs> to them more about yeah. Vagabond. We're, uh, so my role now is the director of recruitment. We're always looking for... Yeah, how um, many how many missionaries do you guys have, or how many missionaries is like a dream? Right now on have? staff we have about sixty missionaries. Oh wow! And then for this next up, this upcoming mission year, starting uh, with training in June, uh, we're projected we're looking to hire somewhere between thirty and thirty five missionaries. Wow! Dang. And that will ensure that all of our sites are like have full teams. So typically, yeah. okay. each what is that? What is that range from? So a, like a full team. A full team is uh, like ideally at least four missionaries, so okay. two guys and two girls. Perfect. And that so that's like the goal for every yeah. Every do site some that we're do at some cities city. have bigger teams or is it is it is it maxed out at four? Some are. I think four is the biggest team we okay. have now, but not all of our teams and all of our sites are full teams, full teams. right okay. now. Okay, I see. Um, so yeah, we're always looking for people. Yeah. Who when are you guys um, like and start and end the application process? 
where do we like when do you like start the application process are open okay. now perfect um, open now we're trying to like we try to move through the application process pretty quick um one just so like it helps us so yeah. we know like who's who's on board and who's not but then also it's like we don't it doesn't make sense for us to make someone like apply go through some interviews and then yeah. like sweat it out for an extended Months. period of yeah. time um what is like a like a I hate to say like the word like characteristic, but like what what do you guys look for in um, in a missionary? Yeah, so that's another thing I I love about vagabond. Obviously, I'm biased <laughs> because they sign my paychecks, but um, there's no like I, for me. I tell people all the time like there's no cookie cutter like exact thing that we're like yeah. our person that we're looking for. Mm. Like if you love Jesus, if you have a a heart for ministry and for the lost and the forgotten and um, like you're not afraid to put yourself out there um, I think you have what it takes to be a, to a vagabond missionary yeah um, and I think that's like just our call as missionary disciples <laughs> yeah no absolutely it doesn't it doesn't like you don't have to um, you know because it is inner city and like the like you don't have to be urban or like, yeah. you know, this or that. Like, I, I think the kids that we serve, just like all of us, have such a deep longing just to be seen, known, loved, you know, heard. Yeah. And like, if you are, if you can do that and be authentically yourself and love them for who they are and where they're at, yeah. then yeah, you can be, you could be a missionary w with Vagabond. They, what, like, if you're not being who you're like you're trying to pretend to be something you're not yeah like they're gonna see that like from a mile away because they they're surrounded by that like just people all the time not just being authentic yeah. so mm. um yeah. i think that's a great thing like you there's not like it's not like a cookie cutter we have all different types of personalities and yeah. backgrounds and cultures of, of, of missionaries with, with Vagabond. No, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for yeah, bragging for about Vagabond Missions. Um, if you guys want to hear more about Vagabond Missions, you guys also have a podcast. Yes, the Vagabond Missions podcast. Um, so I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and until next time, everyone, go and proclaim God's glory. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Proclaim Columbus podcast. And until next time, go and proclaim God's glory.